Sevilla. Got Rousey and Weidman fighting, not each other this weekend, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage. I am your host, Kevin. <laughs> it's always good when you get your name right in the first try. Mm-hmm. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. I'm, uh, I'm a little hurt about this U.S. soccer thing. Breathing? Are you breathing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've we've started and stopped this podcast a few times, mm-hmm. uh, so that I can I can get through it. But you know, I'm proud of the guys. It was a good sports uh, time for us. I thought they played well. Our goalie played well. Let's just say you're being way more positive than I am about this. Yeah, I watched that finals match. I thought we played like shit for 45 minutes. Like, it wasn't a finals, but uh, um, quarter might as well have been the no, quarterfinal, no. the round of 16. There you Awful. Go. The knockout. It was our there. final match. That's for damn sure. Let's put it this way, Kev. When you have really played soccer, it is grueling like that. And that when you're getting to those moments, and to have that moment when a goal does happen, and it really does change the dynamic of things. Because in the last few minutes, they could have had truly an amazing run at the very end. But you know. It, it, the U.S. has struggled at soccer, and so the fact that they they are continuously improving is good. I will I will take that as a win. I also feel like, and I don't know if it's a job to the press or maybe I'm just paying more attention sports wise. Highly doubt that. I feel like I learned more about soccer over the past two months than I think I ever knew. So that's a good thing. Here's the problem, and this does kind of happen with me too, is that because it's only every four years, like there are certain facts that I knew for sure at 2010 and then somebody asks me to regurgitate like how has the u.s done in past years it takes the computer in my head a little longer to reboot and go accessing 2010 files must give answer oh wait that's right and then you're like oh one of their best performances was in 2002 and you start having to go through, and then you find that most people are like, yeah, but we didn't win. You go, well, that's beside the point, Dick. We did fine. There was part of me that just felt like we needed to be faster. When And I know the injury wasn't <laughs> planned, but our guy on the right, the guy they kept calling the youngster, the 22-year-old, that motherfucker was fast and was getting us opportunities. And as we were watching like the corpse of Bradley <laughs> just kind of trounce around, and Dempsey even. It was like, we need some faster guys around them. Yeah, well, Kev, it's hard to, beat to invent faster ball. people. <laughs> what a great coaching you have. Science has already taken it over, and it's called younger. That's, uh, that's why you see these younger people. That 22-year-old could move. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, friends, but let's transition to the sport you, I think, vaguely come to listen to us talk about, which it. is mixed martial arts. <laughs> doubt it. Hey, we've got a tough sandwich. Yeah. On our hands, people. Which means I mean exactly what you think it does. We've got a we've got two minutes exactly worth of reviewing to do. Mm-hmm. Um with maybe a little bit of extra time for stoppage if we have any issues inside. Hey, soccer reference used appropriately. Just saying. Everybody's a winner 
at this World Cup, um, unless you're no longer playing. We're going to do a one-minute review at the beginning. We're going to do a one-minute review at the end. And inside, we have Eric Jackman here to talk to us about his plan to lose the UFC 175 picks. I don't know, Make Kevin. sure to ask him I will. all about it. I will moderate the shit out of this, but let's not get heady. You won once, and that's about it. I believe you got somebody that's a professional on to talk to me about this. I'm still not pleased <laughs> about it. That's all right. I mean, it's just because you were getting a little too cocky after winning one that I felt it was time to up the ante so that you could really, really test yourself. Mission fucking accomplished. Are yep. you prepared mentally? Have you gotten over the stifling defeat in extra time to oh do God. the one minute review? You know, I was okay until you started doing a bad accent. And now, I don't know, maybe it's rattling my focus. Maybe there are just so many other jokes that are happening at your expense <laughs> rather than these idiot fighters' expense. Well, then, mission accomplished. As you, oh, God. <laughs> it just gets worse. <laughs> it does. It does. When I try and commit, it actually goes poorly for me. Warning. This is the one-minute review of The Ultimate Fighter. Brace yourselves, because here we go. Previously on The Ultimate Fighter, Matt Van Buren and Chris Fields bored Dana White so much he remembered how much he hated everyone this season. Dana White, fuck everyone! Then Dana didn't give a shit about the semifinal matchups. Up first, it's the Irish Cajal taking on the equally boring Eddie Gordon, The Ultimate Fighter. Matt Van Buren wastes no time in making excuses for how terribly he fought. I just realized if I go out there and I exchange punches with him, I might lose. Fighting's real hard, but at the end of the day, I'm still amazing. Then Diego tells us maybe the cast members got a little too drunk. Oh, man, yo. <laughs> Stuff happened, like, for real, though. <laughs> then Chris Fields gets really territorial when Hector jumped into bed with Cajal. Uh-oh, bitch fight. Chris Fields accuses Hector, who I completely forgot was on the show, was messing with the guy who beat him <laughs> because he was jealous. Then Hector lets it all hang out. Hector, he just... He laid on top of me for two rounds after I put him down. No, your officer drunk. When Fields accuses Hector of getting pissed off about it, which he was, Hector says, nah, I was just chilling. Then Fields tries to put a stop to it by picking Hector up like a little kid and then accidentally dropping him into the trash. The cast tells us they fight for 10 seconds, then hug it out, then slap each other like schoolgirls for a bit. You know, not unlike every other fight that's been in the cage this season. Tim then goes full drunk tard, drunkenly screaming out, let's get busy, while taking off his clothes and trying to naked wrestle Chris Fields, who says... That clip won't be the first time he's disappointed his wife. A bazinga. Frankie levels with us. Hey, sometimes you got to fight your teammates in the semis, so I ain't coaching them. You know, kind of like what uh, BJ Penn does with his guys. And Corey explains it all to us. I don't mind fighting against Pat. You know, you know, we could be fighting against uh, because, you know, I just the way a game and I'm all like, yeah, man, so that's cool. Team Edgar continues teaching the alphabet to their fighters. When I say throw A, throw a punch when i say throw b throw a jab when i get to k that means do something because dana stopped paying attention and is fucking bored hey here's bj penn my main advice is to listen to me because mike king didn't when he fought eddie gordon so you know yeah bro just listen to what i say and stuff kahal and kahal tells us he didn't want to be on the show as a favorite because he likes being an underdog dana then decides to bring all of the cast remaining to gsp versus hendrix and yell at them one more time for good measure 
I told you once. I told you twice. I'm not going to tell you fucking again. Don't fuck this up for me. The ratings for the season are shit, and it's all your fault. So stop being such fuck-ups. You're all one fight away from fighting at the Manda fucking Lay Bay. You know this because I've said it just 15 times in this one segment. Kahal, I've been told for so long that I couldn't do it, so I hate the people who told me that. But I also hate the people who tell me I'm the favorite. So I guess I just hate everything. BJ's advice for Kahal going into the fight. Be someone famous. Holy fuck, that's the advice. Yeah, go out there and be like Lindsay Lohan, brosh. And we're at the fights. Round one, Kahal pushes Eddie up against the cage. Eddie spins around and starts working for Kahal's back. Eddie gets an elbow, and Kahal gets the weirdest, slowest roundhouse you've ever seen. And there's BJ yelling out, He's tired, Kahal! Kahal with the takedown. The rest of the round is basically Kahal working for a takedown. BJ, again, He's tired, Kahal! Actually, BJ, I think Kahal is tired. He can't seem to get the takedown on Eddie here. No, wait, he gets it. Straight into full guard. Then half, then kind of the back. End of round one! Frankie's quarter to Eddie. Switch it up a bit, can BJ to his corner. Uh, he's tired, Kahal. Round two, Eddie's working for the takedown, but is so worn out, he's literally falling into an Eddie Gordon guillotine. And Eddie is really just kind of chilling up against the cage there. Now, Eddie gets a takedown off a truly unfortunate spinning back fist timing and gets pulled into guard. There's some punches on the ground, and Kahal's trying to get back up. But Eddie knows this is making him look good and blocks every chance he takes of getting up. End of round two. And it's not super exciting. Looks like that speech Danny gave the guys is really paying off here. Round three. I've gotten so bored at this point. I've started to notice how few team members of Team Penn are actually watching this fight, while all of Team Edgar is rallying around Eddie. And I've even spotted Kevin Gasolum and Luke Barnett from a much more exciting season. BJ, he's tired again! Eddie is working for the stand-up, and Cajal almost seems to be tiring himself out here. All Eddie has to do is push the head down and get a few strikes in. With one minute left in the round, BJ resorts to his last Tinkerbell-esque coaching strategy. Ole, 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 ole. And I know we hate it, but it's actually the most effective coaching he's done the entire time. Fight over! <laughs> BJ's assessment of the third round. You know, is a really tough round. And I don't know, maybe Kaha got more punches thrown in the last round. As we wait for a decision, Corey brings us up to speed. <laughs> is the luck of the Irish run out, or are they going to keep the luck of the Irish. Good metaphoring. Dana's okay with the decision, which it turns out the luck had run out on the Irish as Eddie wins. Meh, it was a close one, and Cajal is so devastated he leaves his talking head. Next fight, Corey Anderson versus Fat Pat Walsh. Next time on The Ultimate Fighter, Corey and Pat face off in the second semifinal as Pat goes over to train with BJ Penn's team, which apparently does not sit well with Team Edgar. Next time on The Ultimate Fighter! Woo! Raph, one minute exactly. Yes. Nice job, sir. Big um, I feel as we away. wind down, it's just yeah. it's really hitting its stride. You're really uh honing in on that one minute time. Uh beautifully done, and I watched this episode, and once again I'll reiterate, if you're not listening to Raf's one minute review, uh you should tell a friend that they should, because I enjoy it so much more thoroughly than the actual episode. They don't show us any technique moves. They don't show us any. It's just the your descriptions are phenomenally more interesting. Also, was this the first like real drunk scene of this season? Yes, and uh, it, we we haven't had a true drunk season in a bit. But this was a embarrassing drunk session mm-hmm. because even the cameras started turning away. Like we're done here. Remember when? And what was that wake up scene? When one was in the bed and one was on the floor, it's like, did you that, fall asleep yes. in someone's bed naked? That was Tim, who 
you know, he just he let it all hang out. We kind of looked past the part when Chris Field spanked him when he was naked next to him on a couch. Okay. Uh but um you know everybody's got something to be proud of in this this episode yeah they do maybe there's just not enough alcohol involved in this season i don't know it's hard to tell know. it was kind of sad that this was actually one of the more interesting things happening in the episode and as i was like sitting down making my notes for the episode i just kind of go oh god well at least they have a drunken thing that happens cuz this fight is I feel like they're trying to pump us into thinking that this fight is better than it was. <laughs> Phrasing. Yes. <laughs> and it's just not happening. They tried really hard, but then they cut it off right as it normally escalates. Like, normally someone's mattress ends up in a pool. Not this round. Yeah. <laughs> what a disappointment. <laughs> I did like Dana taking them into the cage to scold them. It was all like, he had you failures. I'm rubbing your... I'm doing essentially what you do with a puppy in the 80s. I'm rubbing your nose in it, and I'm saying, stop it. That's what I'm doing. I thought that a more effective strategy for Dana, and you can tell me if you think this is better, um, but having all the guys sit in, like, the nosebleed seats and be like, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> if you don't fucking win this fucking fight you're gonna be sitting up there paying for this shit which by the way all of you owe me a hundred dollars plus service charges you fucking dicks <laughs> no one's sitting here for free i think that's a wildly more effective and more interesting television like wall hendrix and gsp i mean this airs way after so we already know what happened if yep. we can see them in the background <laughs> while dana's just scolding the ultimate fighters next to like a family from ohio just there mm-hmm. to watch the fights that's perfect Oh, these ideas are free, Dana. We're going to start charging for them very soon. Raph, are you ready to get to the world's greatest game over under Kevin that I am on a hot streak of winning? I am ready to get back to a game that you normally lose, but did win the last one, so let's see if we have momentum going into our segment over under Kevin. So if you guys are familiar, Kev has always lost at a game that bears his own name. It is our – hold on. I'm getting there. Shut up. I'm getting there. Uh, Kevin has lost repeatedly at a game called Over Under Kevin, which is our betting game here for all the major UFC pay-per-views. Kevin finally, finally won once. Thank you, Rafa UFC. And, you know, Kev, how do you feel about that? Art. I feel just like I painted art with words and pics. You know, people often get judged on a curve, but I feel like mine's more performance-based, and uh, I don't think I can be stopped. Is the only is the only thing I'm worried about. I had a feeling that was where you would take it, Kevin, which is why I decided to up the ante. You know, no more silly fighters or friends of the podcast. I, I like fighters, Raph. Fighters get hit in the head a lot. Yeah, I know. But here's what I'm saying, Kev. I decided that... Maybe it's time that you felt so good about yourself after winning just once out of multiple, multiple failures. We'd get somebody on the phone who does this for a living. That sounds exactly like what you do, but I don't have faith you can pull that off. What if I were to tell you that I were to get the main man behind the MMA Hours betting analysis, New York Rick, on the line from the MMA Hour? Please welcome Eric Jackman. How are you doing, man? 
I'm doing fantastic, and uh, I'm ready to go over under Kevin. Uh, Raph, okay, what time? Kevin, out. this is bullshit. Why is this? Bullshit? First of all, I don't know how you got someone that does this professionally on the line. Uh, if it is even Eric Jackman, um, we'll call I, that a. I can confirm it. Uh, Eric, quick, it would Eric, be really helpful if you didn't chime in. <laughs> yeah, what a problem we have with our guests chiming in every once in a while. Hey, Eric, um, do me a favor. Say something that only the real Eric Jackman would know. Um, I know that Raph has a birthmark on his left thigh that resembles the state of Montana. Mm, that is accurate. I don't Mark. know why that proves you're the real person, but you know what? I'll tell you what, it shut me up. I, I now agree. This is the real Eric Jackman, and I'd say my nerves level it just has gone up. Uh, Eric, let me ask you something. How do you feel about doing predictions against a noted loser and maybe just one-time winner at a game with a guy who has his own name in it? Well, I mean, let's start with uh, building Kevin up a little bit here. I yeah. myself lost prediction challenges with my name on it. So don't feel too bad about it. I mean, I'm still a winner. Now, you may be a loser, um, but it's not, it's not because you've lost challenges with your name on it. Um, I've fallen uh, victim to that myself, and, and I'm still winning at life. Eric, how many times did it take you to win, though? Did, did you at least win what, right away, or did you fail multiple times? I mean, let's not really get into it. I mean, we can talk about how many times I've failed, but, but the key is that I have successfully done it. Um, I've turned $100 into $400, $100,000 into $400,000 if your pockets are deep. Um, and, and I was successful. So we, we can move along without really talking about all the failures because who really cares? I, well, I do, obviously. But I think there's a great fascination in you expanding 100000 to 400000 which is not a figure you hit. You're just saying someone could have made that much money off of your bet. If they followed the picks, they could have made that much money. <laughs> it's not Eric's job to make them put the money down. He's just That's providing true. them with opportunities. I think I get it. All right. Well, why don't we do this? Uh, gentlemen, I'm going to go and signal for the start of our bumper music <sighs> oh. in three, two, one. And now it's time for the thrilling installment of Kevin. And that is really what's going to happen here, guys. So here's how the game works. Basically, each contestant gets 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win in a given fight. I'm going to go out of order, and you know what? If I so feel it, I'm going to give you guys 15 seconds of rebuttal time. Uh, Now, here's the thing, guys. I don't like clean fights, so I want you to protect yourselves at all times, and I want this to be dirty, and I want it to be just grimy and angry. Are we all in agreement? Absolutely. No mercy. No mercy. That's what I like to hear. All right. Here we are going to start at this fight. Kev, I'm going to start with you. 15 seconds are on the clock. The first fight we are going to talk about is going to be Marcus Brimage versus Russell Doan. Go. Marcus Brimage versus Russell Doan is the easiest fight to predict on the main card. I'm going with Russell Doan. Clear reason why. You can make a lot of money if he wins because Bramage is minus 20. All right, Easy. Eric, what do you have on this? Do you feel Kevin is in the right realm or is he starting off weak? 
I mean, the odds are exactly the same, so I'm not even sure where we're going with that. So I'm, I'm taking Marcus Brimage. I'm on the other side of it, and the odds are exactly the same. Uh, so I'm going to go with the experience and Brimage. Uh, Kevin, not a, not a strong showing on the first one. Wow, Kev, I'm going to go and give you some time to respond to that. How do you feel about getting called out by somebody in your own game? First of all, Russell Doan's 13-3. and three. I feel great with my pick as it stands. Uh, good fact check on the checking of the stats, but let's just make it clear. He's going with someone nicknamed the Bama Beast. So, I'm the winner here. I'm not sure that proves anything. Uh, Eric, what do you have to say in response to that? Is Kevin a winner? No, you are not a winner. Marcus, is, Marcus Brimage's power level is over 9,000, and that'll take him to victory. No way that's a real scale. <laughs> Hold on. No way His that's power a real scale. is over 9,000. We it's are now phrase. using uh, Pokemon judging criteria to give fighters their power levels. Excellent. Guys, we're going to go to our next fight. We're going to go over. We're going to start with Eric on this one, and it's going to be George Root versus Rob Font. Go. Uh, Rob Font is a wingding. George Roop wins. Wait, <laughs> that was the fastest answer I think we've ever had. Wow. Do you even want to use the rest of your four seconds? No, that's it. Damn, damn, that was good. Kev, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to be impartial here, but I was pretty impressed by Eric on that one. Well, first of all, 15? George Roop looks like someone that just escaped from prison, which might be helpful for his prison-looking career. But Rob Font is adaptable. He comes in all shapes and sizes. He can change it up to some Helvetica. He can knock out some Times New Roman and go classic. He has a lot of all different right, things stop. he's going to bring Here's here. Here's the thing. I'm going to stop you right here. Eric, do you feel like Kevin just thought that he could piggyback off of your wonderful joke? And I mean, how successful was he at it? I had the good fortune of going first. I think I nailed it. But uh, I don't. I don't blame him. That's the only way you go when nobody knows who the hell Rob Font is. <laughs> mm, that is true. It is very true. Kev, uh, fifteen seconds for rebuttal, just for funsies. Have we considered that this isn't an actual fighter, and they just haven't figured someone else out yet? Because he's not pictured, and Rob Font is like the de facto name that comes in the software. Okay, okay, Kev. I like where you're going. I'm going to stop time on this because I, I want to explore this idea. Does the UFC not show a picture? Because they're looking to see who's in the audience, and then they win, like, a golden ticket and get to fight. Oh, that would be amazing. I would watch the shit out of that fight. Uh, I would like to see Don Fry sub in at this point. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> then we all win the golden ticket. We all that do. would be, yeah. I feel like we're we're taking shots at him, but guys, he's doing the same business as you now. He's just making picks. Uh, he's making societal <laughs> comments and insults. I don't know if picks is the right word. <laughs> I like where this is heading, gents. I think we're off to a good start. We're going to go on to our next fight, which we will go to Kevin. It's Uriah Hall versus Thiago Santos. 15, go. Ooh. Alex Casares or Bruce Leroy is another sleeper here. It's, you know, it, maybe he should change his name to the California adult just to reflect it. I'm going with Alex Casares. <laughs> Okay. Now, can I jump hold in on, here for on, a rebuttal? You, yeah, I need to give you time to... You know what? Screw it. Eric, you get 30 seconds on this because what? I already this is going to be now, magical. Eric, now, Kevin, I, I know that this is your show and I know that this is what you do, uh, but you jumped the gun a little bit there. Now, I know there's two guys named Uriah on the card and I know that can be super confusing. Uh-oh. But this is Uriah Hall, <laughs> not Uriah Faber. Okay. No, I don't know where Alex Caceres Ooh. comes into this fight. 
but I know that Uriah Hall is going to land a spinning wheel kick, take out Tiago Santos, and take out Kevin, who's not even picking this fight. Ooh, that, Kev. Uh, you know, I've never felt worse for you in this God, game. I feel like I know how Anderson Silva felt right now. I know how he felt. Wow. I didn't until this moment. Okay. Uh, pardon me. Go ahead, Kev. To the, I was just going to know, apologize in general. And go up. Here's the good news. We're disagreeing on this fight. Uriah Hall scares easy, and he's cursed because he tried to steal the nickname the primetime. I'm going to go with Thiago <laughs> Santos, and I'll probably stop talking for the rest of the episode, if that's okay. Please do. That would help us all here a lot. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just give 15 Oliver to Eric. Good, good call. How do you feel just destroying Kevin at minute five into the I game? I have to tell you. It didn't feel good because I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of rooting for Kevin. I want him to no. do at least good enough to to you know win his 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 respect back after <laughs> after finally getting breaking through and getting the victory last time. Um, but man, the, that was that was a big misstep it right was, there. It was devastating. Hey, um, can you do me a favor, Eric? Um, in your studio, you should have some earmuffs. Do you mind putting those on real quick? Uh, I am covering my ears right now. Thank you. Uh, sidebar, Kev. What the yeah. fuck, dude? I, you know, I, Raph, I'm Come going on, through dude. some things. I'm on some medication. It's not the time. I You're made a little mental error. I'm back in the game. I'm back in the game. But Kev, here's the thing. Yeah. We brought on somebody who's just going to destroy I, you. And I know. I know. I, I'm, not... I'm trying my hardest and you just, all you have to do is literally just listen to me. And I my C were, game, Raph. I don't know what to tell you. If you were smart enough, you would have just said Uriah and you still would have been right. You would have had a 50% <sighs> chance of being right. <sighs> okay. Right, no, I'm ready. Over. Yeah. Sidebar over. Uh, Eric, can you hear me with those soundproof earbuds that we gave you? Eric, you really couldn't. Uh-oh. So I'm just gonna like jump back in here. I don't know if yeah. you guys are calling for me or, or <laughs> oh, what. But, uh... Man, is a professional. this technology we have on this show, Jesus! Don't accuse us of ever feeling. Yeah, well, you know, we pour a lot into budget. <laughs> Let's just say this: last time someone had a feeling, they thought Uriah Faber was the fight. <laughs> We were talking can, about. Can we do that one next? No way. Well, probably. No, right? no. Okay. Uh, we're going to go over to Eric. <laughs> Thank and, God. Uh, Eric, I'm going to give you 15 seconds on the clock to say who do you think is going to win? Uriah Faber or Alex Casares? <laughs> I mean, Tiago Santos is just a fantastic <laughs> fighter here. Uh, no, I'm going, uh, I'm going Faber. He's going to choke him out real quick. Uh, but Casares is going to put up a better fight uh, than most people expect. Okay. Kev, what do you got on that? I'm not going to write a caveat check before my statement. I'm going simply with Alex Caceres. Bruce Lee, were I? Really sucks, too, because I thought that California adult comment was funny, and I completely ruined it by going out of turn. Okay. (sighs) Eric, 15. I don't even know if you need it. Maybe I'll just give you seven to see, like, as a challenge to yourself, because you need something. Okay, seven seconds. That's your response time. Go. What the fuck are you thinking? (laughs) Kevin, I'll give you 23 seconds because I think everyone wants to know. First of all, Uriah Faber has looked a little dated. He got bailed out by a controversial knockout. 
Bruce Leroy is an up-and-comer. I'm choosing youth over experience. This is going to be one of those fights Uriah Faber wishes he hadn't taken. Have there Bruce been Leroy many of those so guys? quick? No, probably not many. He's pretty good. Unless they're championship fights, but that's neither here nor there, gentlemen. <sighs> okay, I'm 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 getting my mojo back. I'm feeling better for you, Kevin. Now that Thank that's you. how much the energy's coming back. I feel mind like you, I took T.J. Dillashaw, and people said, "Kevin, what are you thinking?" Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to go big or go home, Eric. Okay. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the heat a little bit. I, I oh. think that was a good recovery. That was a good recovery. I'll give you that. Thanks, guys. Okay, so uh, let's go over. We're going to start this one with Kevin. Uh, we're going to go Stefan Struve versus Matt Mitrione. Go. Stefan Struve, very easily nicknamed the Skyscraper, 29-6. and six. I am going with Matt Mitrione, though, because he outweighs him by a solid 79 pounds. It's actually like 40, but in the cage, it might as well be 100. Okay. Eric, what do you got on this? I got nothing. I think this is a fight where nobody wins. What? God, even when he doesn't decide, it's better than when I do decide. Hold on. I don't Hold like on. this at all. Kev, uh, do you mind putting on your earmuffs? Not at all. But boom. Great, thank you. Hey, um, Eric? Yeah. Um, do me a favor, buddy. Uh, I know I told you to take it easy on him, but you need to make a prediction because he has to f- – feel like he had a chance that no i'm making him feel like he has a chance by picking nobody <sighs> but then that's just meaner like if you pick them and you make him feel like he's just stupid then he's fine but now he's gonna feel like man he beat me without even using that pick all right come back to me and and, right. and we'll see what we can do all right let's go in three two kevin are you back on the line yeah heard every word yeah. oh, you did is that how that works? Even the condescension. I heard it. Oh. You know, Kevin, I only do it because I care about you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to go back and we're going to resume uh, Eric's time. We're going to give 10 seconds on the clock. Go. Stefan Struve wins pretty easily. He's going to keep Matt Mitrione on the end of his punches and knock him out. The guys who have taken Struve out before have had big power, uh, heavy hitters, unlike Mr. Kevin over there. Oh, Kevin, he just said you aren't a heavy hitter, which is accurate and sad. But how do you feel about that? I just hope Stefan Struve walks out to the song Skyscraper. That'd be fucking badass. You better make that decision. That's what you were saving on the other line the entire time we were talking shit about you. you I can't reply to every low jab. You know, I'm (laughs) ducking and weaving. I'm countering with some hooks. (laughs) Now... I'm not familiar with the song Skyscraper. Can can you give us a rendition? Like a skyscraper. I is the does anyone know the rest of the words? <laughs> There's got to be. Nope. You are on You your know own the there. one. You know, this is going to be the most beautiful clip show that we ever can cut back to. Like for our 100th episode, this is going to have so many gems from Kevin. It, it's magical. <laughs> I'm going to read it. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, boys. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, I was hey, going to hey, say, hey. let's temper Don't expectations. Get sassy with the host. You can be fucking shitty to Kevin. That's the point of this game. You are not sassy to me. Sorry, sir. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs>
All right. Here we go. We're going to our next fight. We're going to cruise on over to the welterweight division, and we're going to talk about Kenny Robertson versus Idlemar Alcantara, and we're going to start with Eric. Go. Uh, Kenny Robertson, he's going to take him to the wood shop and uh, get the submission win. Uh, it, it, let's let's call banana split. Let's call something funky. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Kevin, banana split, not really seen in the UFC all that often as a winning uh, mechanism. What do you think? Possibility? I'd say it's a solid 40% whenever Kenny Robertson gets in. I know he gets in there. He's like, how can I parlay this into a dessert sponsorship? I've got an idea. No. Ildemar Alicantara Marjaro is, I believe, his nickname, but it's hard to say. That's, that's who I'm going that's with. good enough, Kev. Yeah. That was good enough to just be Thanks. about as racist as we needed it to be. I, it was hard but to pronounce. Not, it like, starts oh, with two L's, Raph. How, what do you, where do I, so why? two L's? You're saying that to a Mexican? You're trying to tell uh, me that two L's are hard to me? Yidemar? Yidemar? I don't he doesn't know how to say it. Some uh, phonetics Eric, would be nice, UFC.com. Do you feel that uh, Kevin's bypassing, like, the obvious in this match, though? I'm not sure what the obvious in this match is. What is it? Do you think that Kevin's analysis – hold on, i got to stop time. Here's what I'm saying to you. Do you feel that a submission is for sure in this? So much to the point where Kevin is now overlooking that as a possibility. Oh, 100%. Uh, okay. Alcantara is going to get subbed by Kenny Robertson for America. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I like where that turned. Kev, do you feel any pressure now from that? Not at all. And frankly, this is just another one of those times I'm willing to step out on a ledge and pick uh, potential and talent while Eric's just <laughs> hiding behind the safety of a ridge. You know, A uh, rebuttal, please. Yeah, go for it. Why not? Is that how this works? Uh, you could ask. Yeah, they ask for it. It's kind okay. of like they submit Teacher, the paperwork. Please, I feel like go for it. Pick me. Go for it, Eric. Uh, first thing, it's not a double L. It's an I and an L. It's it's quite common in the English language. Uh, and then the second thing I'd like to say is Alcantara is actually the favorite. So that ledge you're going out on, I'm not sure it really exists. Oh, it exists. It's uh, maybe it didn't say ledge. I just can't read. It was also hold on, hold on, maybe it said out. something else. Yeah, tag me in, uh, Raph. Hey, Eric. Yes, sir. You know why? Uh, why Kevin made that pick? Why is that? You just said it was on the edge, right? Because that's where Kevin fucking lives. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Boom. Um, his yeah, brother, of- uh, Yuri Alcantara, great fighter. Really like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. We weren't looking for extra credit bonus points. Name there. dropper. I yep. <laughs> I read things. Yay. I'm excitable. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to our next fight. It's in the middleweight division. We're going to go to Kevin. It's Chris Camuzzi versus Bruno Santos. 15 on the clock. Go. Uh, I'm going to go with my inability to read. Bruno Santos, his nickname is Karaoke. Anyone that enjoys themselves some live singing along with the words and the pre-played music is definitely going to win this fight. Question, is this Bruno Mars in disguise, Kevin? Possibly Bruno Santos is Bruno Mars' cousin uh, Mm -hmm. that just went MMA. They certainly have a similar physique, Um, so I could see that being the case. I just felt like it was an anagram that we just all didn't see until now. 
Uh, Eric, I'm going to go to you. Do you feel that Kevin's use of karaoke knowledge is enough to secure a win? Yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. sounds it. After after hearing the uh, the rendition of Skyscraper, I'm I'm thinking that that was enough to secure the victory. Um, and Chris Camozzi, he for all intents and purposes lost to Nick Ring, who I don't know where the hell that guy is anymore. Okay. Uh, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna back uh, Kevin on this one, uh, okay. begrudgingly. I have okay, a theory so about what you... Nick Ring is up to. I think he's doing Chris Camozzi's new tattoos because <laughs> that's the only thing that explained what's on his chest. Our favorite joke for Chris Camuzzi is always to say that his last name is what you use to make sure that it doesn't, like, sweat a drink on a table, right? Is that what it is? That's a cozy, but yeah, Camuzzi, it's similar. It's like an Italian it's cozy. cozy. <laughs> yeah. It's very similar, I think. I think they're the same things. That's just our note. All right, guys, let's go to our next fight. Kevin, are you ready for this fight? Can you handle this one? Uh, who is it? Okay. It is a middleweight competition. It is between Luke Zach Rich versus Guillermo Vasconcelos. Go. Uh, Guillermo Bamba Vasconcelos is a world champion in jiu-jitsu. Gotta back my jiu-jitsu guy. I'm going with Guillermo to submit him early. Two rounds in. All right, we go over to Eric. What do you think? I'm speechless at the at the Guillerme pr- pronunciation. <laughs> um, that was incredible. Uh, but Luke Zakarich is going to get it done for America. I mean, that's pretty much the theme of UFC 175. Yeah. America is going to get it done. Eric's going on, down the American let's, line. Let's talk about this for. A it second. is the theme. Have you seen the ads with the flags seen. painted on their faces? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen it with the Zoomanity paint that they've borrowed. Uh, Kev, can I ask you this? Uh, is the hidden implication here that you're unpatriotic? I'd say hidden would have been three fights ago. Now the blatant accusation is that I'm uh, I'm taking a rather ethnic crowd in the fighting situation. Hey, I'm I believe in diversity. I promote that. Eric, to that core. why is Kevin so unpatriotic? I think maybe it's it's a World Cup thing. He's getting Ooh. sick of people seeing people in the red, white, and Overload. blue face paint. He's just he's just overloaded uh, with with American pride right now, and, and he feels like defecting. And that's okay. That's, I mean, you're going to get stumped, but that's okay. <laughs> um, he's so conciliatory in his abuse. He's, <laughs> he's very nice about it. I think the hard part is Kevin. He's Lulling you into a sense of false confidence here. Yeah, rope-a-dope, emotionally. If I, were, if I were a betting man, I think that's the strategy here. Let's go to our next fight, and <clears throat> I'll turn this one over to you, Eric. Uh, it is Kevin Casey versus Barbara Bush. Go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, King Kevin Casey is going to be dethroned by Mr. What? William Bush. What? Really? Kevin, what do you think? Uh, I'm going. I'm going to agree with him for this simple premise. Uh, Bubba, the Texas fighting Aggie, douchebag nickname alert, Bush, under "Do you have any heroes?" wrote Jesus Christ, Jang Ming Chul, Ron Paul. I just want to hear him talk <laughs> with a microphone in his hand and the entire world watching. I just need Are that you not to happen. Part of the Ron Paul revolution, Kevin. 
No, I'm not necessarily. Okay. But this guy's either hilarious or a douchebag, and I got to find out which. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll turn that back over to Eric. Uh, hilarious or douchebag? I'm gonna go hilarious. I'm also gonna add the last time Kevin faced a Bubba, it was friend of the podcast, uh, Bubba McDaniel, and he quit yeah. on the stool. So I think this is gonna be a second win for the Bubbas. Wow. Yeah. What? Was, I uh, mean, Kev. This an is, emotional this is tap out for us. Do you know this? He is using show logic against you in a yeah. game named after you. Are you at all terrified by this? I was got to tell you, I kind of just conceded defeat and have joined his revolution after the whole Faber Caceres disaster. I haven't been really. I've been still trying to give it my all for the people, Raph, but it's not looking good. I do like that. We can always look back. We can always pinpoint the exact moment when Kevin lost. Yeah. Well, everyone will know. We can play that as part of the highlight reel. Oh, we will. It's going to be a glorious highlight reel. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. Uh, So let me let me point this out to you guys. Uh, Right about now is when we get you to start thinking, uh, Eric, who's going to be five of the night and performances of the night. Mm. And um, this is also the moment when I remind our contestants that there's usually a wager that goes along Mm -hmm. with all of this. So you don't have to tell me what you have in mind that you'd like Kevin to do once you win. I mean, sorry, if you win. But um, start thinking about that. You have two fights to get that into your head, okay? Do you, do you have, like, a figment of some kind of idea that you'd like to throw at Kevin? You don't have to tell us. Just just say yes or no if you have an idea. No, not at this point, but I'm kind of on cruise control since Kevin's not putting up much of a fight. So I'll be able to figure something out by the next round. Wow, wow that's impressive. That was no. well played. Uh, we're, well, since you're on cruise control, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Who do you think will win in the winter women's bantamweight fight between Ronda Rousey and Alexis Davis? Eric, 15 on the clock. Go. Rousey via armbar. Whoa, this is – hold on, hold on. <laughs> when you say shocking things on this show, make sure you put something like, wow, this is, uh, this is really going to rock the revolution of the UFC. An armbar by Ronda Rousey. What proof do you have of that? I mean, her sloppy boxing from the last fight really made me think long and hard about how many times she's willing to get punched in the face. And I don't think it's going to be many. Okay. Kevin, I'm going to ask you this. Is that the way it's going to go? <laughs> no. No, it's not. If... Thank God they sent Lewis and Clark, because if they had sent Eric Jackman, we'd still be hanging out in New York, wondering about the Great West Ohio's. I'm going to step out way in the adventure realm. I'm going to go Rousey okay. by knockout. Look whoa, out, whoa, world. So Look you're out. You're not saying that she's going to lose. You're saying it's going to be by a knockout. Correct. Okay. <clears throat> I Let's just was see. trying to get a few insults in under the veil of surprise. I don't know that anybody was surprised by that. Eric, were you surprised? I was not surprised. Not not really, no. And were you hurt by any of those comments? I was not. Uh, not once again, you know, Kevin shows his true colors, and in this case, they're red and white for the Canadian flag. And <laughs> once again, they're not red, white, and blue. I mean, that's, that's really the, the theme of today. Okay, Kev. Wow. You know, this started as a game. and, and Arm bars are American. That is Ooh. true. Armbars are American. Kev, what what do you think though? Are are, are you un-American? Is that what this is? I genuinely think 
I genuinely think Ronda Rousey's going to be like, I should just knock them her out differently so I can say I did. Okay. That's, okay, that's why fair. I'm choosing knockout. Do you feel that there's any credence to maybe Ronda wanting to show that she's the best at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as she has claimed this week? No, I do not. I don't think that'll factor in, though. Alexis Davis, apparently a black belt in both Brazilian and Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, and I'm going to need someone to sit down and explain to me what what the big difference is, but language. either way, the language, it's a completely different culture, Kevin. Yeah. Other than that, uh, no, I think Rousey will prove her jiu-jitsu merits at a surprise Metamoris match. Against who? Gabby Garcia. Mm, that's a good one. Eric, <clears throat> Eric, you seem to know a lot of stuff about stuff. Do you have any intel on the secret match? I do not. Uh, but I would you love can hear it in his voice. Yes, he does. Out. I do not. I have, I have nothing <laughs> for you. Um, but I do know that Gabby Garcia is significantly too large to be facing Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Prime analysis. <laughs> they are not in the same weight class. No. No, they're not well. in the same weight universe. They're in different, <laughs> they're okay. different tribes. Wow. Kevin, where can people find you on Twitter if they want to? At Phillips Kevin One for the hate mail. Uh, yep. Just send it there. I'll get it. Yep. Yep. He's not Join hard the to find. People. Community. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we've we've made it all the way through to our main event. For this fight, I'll give you guys twenty five seconds to make your case as to who's going to win. Uh, and depending on that, we may or may not go rebuttal. But I'm going to start with Kevin. Will it be Chris Weidman retaining, or will we see a new champion in Lo- Yodo Machida? 25, go. You've heard me say it. Youth tends to conquer experience, especially when youth is super well-rounded. Chris Weidman doesn't strike me as a loser in the cage. He doesn't necessarily strike me as a knockout artist, but he's not a loser. He's going to win this fight. He's going to take Loyota down, and Loyota doesn't do well when he gets taken down and hasn't showed that same striking craziness for a while. It's Weidman. Weidman. Okay. Okay. Go America. Fuck. Finally. Mm, trying to win the crowd back. Um, USA. (laughs) Don't start a USA chant. Eric, um, 25 on the clock. Go. I mean, it's almost embarrassing, this shill just pandering to the crowd. Oh, USA, USA. I mean, Leota Machida, uh, the takedown defense is going to be the difference. Chris Weidman's not going to be able to get in on his double. Machida's going to keep it standing. And I think he's actually going to knock him out. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like almost disgusted at how you tried to to turn that around at the end into a into an American thing. I mean, that's that's just low. <laughs> that is low, and well timed. You get it right in at 25 seconds, Kevin. What was the what was the whole thought process behind trying to get America to rally behind you at the end? I was saying, and I'll just go into <clears throat> it. Loyoto Machida hasn't been Loyota Machida for a solid four years. Chris Weidman hasn't gotten the full chance he's wanted to put on a display of ass beatery at the 185, and I think he's going to take this one to really make a statement. A statement beating, that's what they'll call it. I feel great about it. I think Eric's going to leave that one alone. I'm going to ask you this, though, Eric. You know... It's making the rounds right now that Chris Weidman says he doesn't get the respect he feels he deserves. Do you think that is playing into Kevin's answer there? No, I think Kevin's uh, giving him all the respect he deserves and then some. 
And also, I'd like to I'd like to just ask Kevin, what exactly does Machida hasn't been Machida for four years mean? Now, it, it sounds okay as a sentence structurally. It's striking, but what what exactly is that? Uh, are we doing cross examination in the over under Raph? Because he's asking me to really back up an answer. I guess I'm I mean allow this. <laughs> I thought you might. No, uh, I guess what I would mean is it doesn't feel like he's surprising people with the combinations he was once surprising people with, and he's not really a fighter outside of the stand up. I've just never seen him do any groundwork other than I will acquiesce. Pretty good takedown avoidance. Was that satisfactory, Eric? Unsatiated. Ooh. <laughs> Kevin threw in an SAT word, so Eric thought he'd do one too. Um, We're doing right, well, guys. though, in the you, ACT words I category. Went, I'm just saying for an MMA show, Raph, don't mm-hmm. just discount that. That's an impressive feature. The fact that we're subsidized by the American education system? Yeah, of course. Okay. Certainly well read. E- well, yes. Uh, gentlemen, I'm going to ask this. Eric, do you have your fight of the night and performance of the night winners? Performance of the night, Uriah Faber choking out Alex Caceres. Okay. Good one. Performance of the night, Uriah Hall kicking Tiago Santos' head off. Are you sure it's Tiago that he's fighting? <laughs> no. You know what? Wait. Check. Just check. Wait. Tiago Silva? Are you sure it's Junior not? Dos Santos? You guys are hilarious. Uh, maybe. Just say no. Don't wait for the people to tell you. Let me just assure you. You're hilarious. Oh, thank you. We think so. Uh, Kev, yeah, those are, the, those are the two performances. And uh, I'll give the fight of the night to uh, Machida and Weidman. All right. I, I just naturally assumed that was going to be your answer. So that's why I was kind of like, meh. Kev, go. I'm going to go performance of the night's going to go to Weidman, obviously. And it's also, I'm going to double down on this match. It's also going to go to Caceres. Yeah. <laughs> when I see my chips getting friendly, I like to push them all in together. Um, with Those were my two performances of the night. No, my, it says that, <laughs> that getting friendly. And fight of the night is Ronda Rousey versus Alexis Davis. All right. That's that's pretty good. Uh, now, Eric, it is always nice to defer to the guests. Do you have a stipulation in mind? Yeah, I'd like the stakes to be when I win uh, that Kevin, for the next podcast after the results, uh, refers to Raph as Your Majesty for the entirety. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've said yes to a lot. I've said yes to stupid videos. That, I think, crosses the line. No, I don't think so. I think it's right up the alley. Uh, have to, let me just write this down. It has to refer to Raph as your majesty. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Kev, do you have a Can't you just for waterboard him? me? Why don't we just meet somewhere in Iowa and we do that? Uh, yes, I would like a five-part Twitter soliloquy about how much better I am at UFC picks. It's a done deal. Five part okay. and like sequential. People are gonna be like, "What the fuck is Eric talking about?" That's I'm, what I'm I want. all over it. I'm in. Okay. Okay, gents. I like the way that this is heading. But what if I were to tell you right now, Kev? I know you 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 didn't like what he was putting down for you. What if I were to tell you, this is a two fight weekend. 
what if I were to tell you right now we go double or nothing on the Ultimate Fighter finale picks? I'm in. All right. Sounds amazing. Are you in, Eric? Let's do it. Who are All right. The, the way this is going to work is unlike that. the way we just did it. It's just going to be name the person. I may give extra points to whoever's loudest and faster. Does that make sense? I think so. Yes. Who? I don't. Great. Does anyone have any idea who's fighting? No, I'm just okay. going to speed read through these. Here's how it's going. Kevin, we're going to start with the both of you guys. Actually, answer at the same time. Uh, first fight is going to be Robert Drysdale versus Keith Biersch. Go. Drysdale. All right. We're going to go Twinsies. to women's bantamweight. It's Sarah Morris versus Alex DeFrance. Morris. Morris. Okay. Lightweight competition between Adriana Martins versus Juan Manuel Pig Caron. Martin. Uh, uh, Caron. The, the okay, second one. Bantamweight. We're going over to Justin Timberlake Turuxin versus Leandro Isa. JT. All right. Lightweight competition. Kevin Lee versus Jesse Ronson. Ronson. Kevin Lee. Uh, flyweight competition. Justin Scoggins versus Dustin Ortiz. Scoggins. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Scoggins. <laughs> Kevin's getting tripped up by how fast this is going. It's like, God damn it. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to a heavyweight competition between Derek Lewis and Gudo Incente. Lewis. Lewis. All right, featherweight competition. Frankie Edgar versus BJ Penn. I'm going to start with Kevin. You've got 15 seconds on the clock. Who's winning this oh, fight? God, no one ever. Frankie Edgar, damn it. I'm going against my better angels. I'm going with youth. I guess that's my theme for fucking tonight. Okay. Okay. Edgar. Okay. Do you feel that BJ can pull the upset off? Probably not. Eric. I just really, really. That was to Eric. To. Don't oh, okay. answer for him, please. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Do you feel you can pull off the upset here? Now I'm going to go a little bit into my Tinder bio here. Uh, I ride or die with BJ Penn. BJ Penn <laughs> is the reason uh, that I am on this planet, and the reason that uh, I am a fan of mixed martial arts. BJ Penn for the win. Can we stop uh, and assess the? He is the reason you're on this planet. I love it. Listen, I just scrap. I just scrap, bro. You don't scrap. No, bro, like, he it's scraps. very different. I, I take no claims in Eric Jackman. Let me tell you this right now. <laughs> um, Eric, you know, like, he's, oh, like, very, like, he's out there, bro. But, like, nah, man, no, I wouldn't say that, okay? <laughs> Bravo, honestly, yeah, bravo. You. It's getting shockingly good, his BJ Penn. It, it is very good. <laughs> it's... Thank you. Uh, Kev, what do you think? Uh, do you feel that you're going to ride or die? Do you want to switch your answer? Or... <laughs> kind of, only because of his enthusiasm. And I also love that he was like my Tinder profile. The fact that, that I'm swiping right. If that if it says if it goes on a tangent about BJ Penn, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, shit. That must reel him in. That's perfect. Uh, all right, so you feel you're going to stick with that answer then, Kevin, yes? Frankie Edgar. I'm going with Frankie Edgar. All right. Guys, that was a great level of competition. I'm going to ask you this before we move on. Are you going to keep those stakes now that you've had time to think about it? I'm going to go over to Eric. Do you want to keep the stakes as is? Not up, Kevin. Oh, yeah. I'm, I love mine. I, if I win both, a 10-part soliloquy? Are you kidding? Jesus okay. Christ. I don't know if I... <laughs> 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 you can break those up. Maybe five and five. 
Okay. The last one's just an excessive amount of hashtags. The second five will be about your good looks. There we go. If that's the case, though, Eric, do you have anything you'd like to add to Kevin's stipulation? I mean, maybe we just go two weeks and the next one's your royal highness. Okay. I'm good with that. Your majesty and your royal highness. Just referring to him as anything in like a respectful manner for an entire podcast is going to be a challenge. I'm going to have to write it and put it in signs. And sold to the highest bidder. Excellent work, gentlemen. Uh, Before we we move on or kind of transition here, I would like to tell you guys there is breaking news on the internet right now. And I don't know that – I didn't know this. I don't know if Kevin knew this. Uh, But UFC and Fox Sports terminate Chael Sonnen's broadcasting services agreement. No way. Your response, go. Oh, that's sad. Come on. He makes he's an older fighter trying to do it like just because of the steroids thing. I want to hear what's going on there. They should bring him back. He's one of the only ones that's at least fun and makes a fucking prediction on the show. I'm gonna go over to you, Eric. Uh did you know this information? I did know this information. Excellent. Uh why didn't you wait to tell us till the very end? I actually didn't tell you at all. Well, that's what I'm getting to you, dick. You left that all the way for me to find out from the fucking internet like I'm a commoner? <laughs> uh, here's how it goes. I mean, Fox Sports 1 is the uh, last bastion of uh, unbiased and straightforward commentary. Uh, and nobody is more uh, truthful and reliable than Chael Sonnen. Uh, so I don't understand this at all. It, it is true. You are right. Uh, Fox Sports Juan is actually what we refer to it here as. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's. I think that's a that dog go hunt, Kevin. Guys, what do you I, think? I think we should send him this podcast and let him just listen to the last thirty five minutes. We're gonna be like, oh, we're gonna need those three in oversized jackets on an oversized couch by tonight, <laughs> talking about fights. I like it. Um, well, Eric, I want to thank you for helping us with our picks right now. Uh, can we help you with any shout outs? Anything you want to take care of while you're here? Uh, yeah, I'd like to shout out myself. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at New York Rick and uh, BJ Penn. Shout out to BJ Penn, my reason for loving <laughs> Oh, no, thanks, bro. <laughs> shout out to you. No, like you're the real hero. Just say I'm the real MVP. Yeah, BJ Penn. Oh, yeah, Penn. yeah. You know, you, you like. Bro, like in Hawaii, like I, I tell all the people about Eric Jackman, yeah. BJ, <laughs> it was an conversation. honor. Thank you, Eric. You're amazing. Obviously, uh, you're going down, but whatever. I'll take it. I mean, it was, it was a little weird. <laughs> uh, off, I'm killing it with kindness. <laughs> but I'll take it. I love it. All right, Eric, uh, we will talk with you a little bit later, my man. Uh, Thank you again for stopping by. And uh, if you guys aren't catching Eric's work on the MMA Hour, you're missing out. It's really good stuff. So we want to thank you for being here, and we will see you very soon, my friend. Kaboom. Serve up a tough sandwich. I always am, but there's nothing like the idea or option of a tough sandwich that you would see at a restaurant. It's like, what comes in a tough sandwich? Not much this season.
Uh, yeah, Raph's just gonna come out and throw fries at you for three minutes, <laughs> and that's your tough sandwich. It's disappointing, but you know you paid for it. So there's a lot of fat. We don't trim it. That's right. You're good to go. You're ready for this. Yeah, I'm doing. Hey, this is as good a time as any to plug training jujitsu, people. This type of stamina cannot be. It cannot just be inherited. You have to put the time in on the mat to be able to talk like this. Not gonna lie, Kev. I definitely was. Uh, I was running some of the the one minute review while rolling today. Hell yeah! Well, oh. multitasking. Normally, I'm just gasping for air, but I like that you were able to do both. Oh, I was still gasping for air, so it was really like a heat. Team Edgar, yeah, bro. <laughs> you should definitely break into BJ Penn while rolling just to maybe confuse your opponent. Just be like, it's genius. I might have to do that. Now. Hit him with like a nice move, bro, and then sweep him. Oh, that was him. pretty cool, bro, but you know, no <laughs> prodigy here. You know how confused I would be if I heard <laughs> BJ Penn coming from so like, Holy fuck. Warning. This is the one minute review of The Ultimate Fighter. Brace yourselves, because here we. Previously on The Ultimate Fighter, Dana White pit Team Edgar teammates Corey Anderson and Pat Walsh against each other in the semis. The nerve of that guy. Then things got really weird when training together. Then Eddie Gordon beat Cajal, The Ultimate Fighter. Corey tells us that this fight might be weird. Yeah, it's weird stuff because we, you know, we both wrestle, we love each other, we know each other's positive and negatives and stuff. You know, that's just the way it is. With the reality of the show coming to a close, Pat's really starting to take things seriously, finally, and decides that Edgar isn't coaching enough. Now, Pat thinks it's time to head on over to train with Team Penn. This just in, close-ups of birds chirping are more exciting than this season of The Ultimate Fighter. Corey then describes a cool story about persevering from benchwarmer to now almost Ultimate Fighter winner in the boring season. And Frankie says he won't play favorites on coaching. Not that it bugs Pat. Pat. Practice, Corey's the best. So what? This is a fight. And Corey's taking the time to watch all of Pat's weaknesses. Well, all of the weaknesses he's showing at Team Edgar practices because Pat Benedict Arnold Welsh is also jumping in on practices with Team Penn. BJ, Pat asked me if it was cool if he came to practice with us. And then I asked all the guys, would it be cool if Pat came to train with us? And they were like, yeah, bro. So this was a good use of a talking head, huh? And Coleman's all for it. I don't give a shit who trains with who. This is good for these punks. But this isn't sitting well with Corey. Wait a minute. He gets to train with them and then with us. So he does like one session with us. Then he gets to go train with those other guys right after. That's like two training sessions, which is one more training session than I get. And that ain't fair. And Diego decided he is not into this. Not in the least. <laughs> There's no explanation for this. For reals, bro. I don't know. I don't know. It just, you know, it doesn't sit well with me. Let me just say that. And Diego and Corey time decide it's time to tattle on Fat Pat to the rest of the coaches. The next day, Corey confronts Pat while angrily spinning a clothing hanger around to keep his cool. I'm just going to keep it real with you. Your team out with the blue team ain't cool, man. And now Pat's on the defense amongst his own team members as Eddie Gordon leans on a sleeping Ian Stevens in bed. Yep, go back and watch the footage. That's exactly how it looks. <laughs> Let's just say on the fan ride over, the tough gym is awkward. Frankie Edgar pulls together a team meeting saying he was warned that Pat would train with Anton and Tim, two guys who were eliminated, not with the Team Penn coaching staff. Oh no, they're forcing Pat to start crying. Then Frankie lays it all out to Pat. If you want to ride or die with Team Red, you can't. But if you want to bang with the red, you can't bang with the blue. When pressed about it, Pat runs out of the room. Quick, run after him. Wait, I forget he's fat. Uh, uh, lightly jog after him. Just a note, remember all those times you called him Fat Pat, Team Edgar? 
Now you're wondering why he's so worked up. Just saying. Okay, and back to the review. Not that Frankie's ever better or sensitive about it. So, hey, buddy, calm down. What's your goal, Pat? To win the show? Yeah, yeah, well, you're not going to do that by being all crazy-like, so just chill the fuck out. Says the man who just gave Pat the crazy ride-or-die ultimatum. (laughs) Frankie then tells the team, it's time for a truce and to embrace him as one of their own. He's not going to train with Team Penn anymore. And Pat says with all this team drama, it's actually going to be taken and decided in the cage. And now Corey says he's over it. It's not a big deal. Of course he says that after making a huge deal about it. And Pat's not going to train anymore with Team Penn. He's just going to have the coaches in his locker room right before he fights Corey. So everything worked out just fine, right? (laughs) Dana, all right, you guys, cut your fucking pussy whining and just get in the cage. This is three five-minute rounds. Don't embarrass me anymore and drink fucking Nas. Round one. They spend the first minute finding each other's distance. Pat is trying to bait in Corey with some low hands. I wouldn't call this the best strategy, especially with the shorter reach and overall speed. And surprise, now he's on the defensive, and it's not looking good. Yikes! Pat is getting busted up, and I'm not going to lie. Kev, this is one of the most confusing semifinal fight strategies I think I've ever seen. Pat seems to be taking pleasure in bobbing and weaving out of Corey's distance, except for the times when Corey's actually landing punches. Turns out those hurt. End of round one. Look at that. Frankie agrees with me. His hands being down is what's killing him in this fight. Round two, Pat's throwing punches like a T-Rex angrily trying to box with his dad. He's slightly more successful this round, but it's still awkward as shit. After 2.30 in the second, Dana White is saying, If this Corey kid threw a fucking head kick, this fight would be fucking over. Maybe, but what evidence do you have for that he would do that, Dana? These guys want to stand and bang, and just barely at that. At 131 left in the round, Corey hits a devastating knee to the jaw, and it's putting Pat on Dream Street as Corey gets the world's simplest takedown. Now Pat escapes a bad position and immediately begins egging the crowd on with some are-you-not-entertained arms. Honestly, I'm not, so put your goddamn hands up. On the sidelines, Dana's still begging for a leg kick. We hear you, Dana. Calm down. End of round two. Back from commercial. Corey's corner is telling him to stop dicking around and finish the fight. Round three. Honestly, this is one of those times where I think a fighter may knock themselves out from exhaustion from the force of trying to throw a punch. The crowd comes alive with a standing switch. That's how much we're begging for something to happen. And here's the great news. Despite how dead tired Pat is in this fight, I do see the resilience of his wrestling. End of fight. Thank God. Performance highlights with Dana White. You know, Pat Walsh. Technically, that kid's a fucking mess. But he's also a zombie, so there's that. And Dana thinks that Corey fought a great fight, so do the judges, who give him the win. And Pat takes the loss in stride, even as his emotions in the locker room are a little mixed. Frankie calls it probably the best fight of the season, which begs the question, holy fuck, was that how bad things were this year? (laughs) Next time on The Ultimate Fighter, Chuck Liddell stops by to talk to Team Penn. Last pick, Roger Zabata takes on Diego Lima. Oh shit, they just referred to Zabata's time as the show as an improbable run. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, that got me. That's just so mean. Hey, jerks, come back next week to see if this fighter can cap off his improbable run that no one expected or wanted because he's ugly and no one likes him. Dick move, tough production team. Dick move. And then the show ends with Daniel Spawn versus Matt Van Buren because, yeah, I mean, we're almost done. Tune in next week, please. No one's watching. <laughs> This season of The Ultimate Fighter? (laughs) For the love of God, please tune in. Uh, Raph, I don't know how to tell you this. That was actually only 59 seconds. What? Undertime. Sweet. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think, uh, I think everyone felt the difference, frankly. I hope they did. 
Uh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful job summarizing what was a very competitive fight between two. I didn't think it was a very, com- I guess competitive is not the right word. No. Uh, Corey was pretty much owning him from start to finish. The weird strategy of just keeping your hands down. He was pulling a little Anderson Silva in there. I liked it. Pat was. You, you enjoyed him keeping his hands down. I mean, it was better than the alternative, which I don't know if there was. The weirdest part is he was, like, shoulder shrugging in, and he already has shorter arms, so he doesn't have the reach, but he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. And it looked vaguely like a a Diddy um, Harlem (laughs) shake, if you would, that just never finished so fat. I will uh, accept that. (laughs) It was just – it's so – it was – really tough to watch Pat because all you wanted him to do was to see what it would be like for a round just experimenting of keeping your hands up yeah because I wonder if there's something to that there's a weird thing about having someone with a better reach than you who's faster than you is that they'll connect those punches they're gonna punch you in the goddamn face Pat that's what they're gonna do just FYI They'll open up cuts on your face that didn't exist before for some reason. The shit kicked out of him. A real jujitsu battle. <laughs> that one was. <laughs> Standing switch, though, when everybody just started cheering for it, I go, ooh, that was exciting, everybody. Let's, let's all remember <laughs> where we were for that one. Put a note on the fucking wall that says here <laughs> now. A stand switch, Evan. Uh, beautiful done. Beautiful job, just summarizing this whole ship, Raph. Yes, thank you. Can't wait for the semifinals. I don't think I'm alone while I grasp for air as we finish the quarters and head into semis. Well, we are now in finals, Kevin. Oh, we're past it? Those are the semis? Pat versus Corey? Yes. God damn. Okay. So what's actually happening this Sunday is the finale of the show. That's and, right. Uh, Frankie it's a, and BJ fight each other, and whoever the people who make it in. It's multi-weight class, right? Yes, the two-weight classes. Uh, that fucks me every time. Just make the same goddamn weight class. By the way, it's more compelling per show. It's like half of you are going to fight half of you. Half of you couldn't give a fuck less about the other half. Not as interesting at the house. FYI. It's not that much different, but I understand what you were trying to say. I'm trying. I'm grasping for straws. Well, Raph, that was a beautiful, tough sandwich. Are you ready for some shout-outs? Yes, let's do it. I will start. little BJJ Finder action. Giving the shout-out to the world's premier jiu-jitsu school locator. Plug in your zip code. Download the app. You are done. You will have jiu-jitsu schools all around you seconds later BJJ and MMA Academy out in Chantilly VA where I cannot wait to return to fighting Raph I swear to god I'm losing my mind I reorganized my closet that's what I've been doing in the interim because you've been sick yes I've been I'm sorry I should have mentioned that I've been very ill uh I had I got diagnosed with bronchitis and a sinus infection last uh Thursday so well, under a week ago, it is rough because not in my plans. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know too many people who plan for it. Like on their Google Calendar, ooh, I'm going to schedule oh, bronchitis. bronchitis. Oh. 
early before. July, because everybody knows that's the easiest time to deal with it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to catch up on Breaking Bad. Perfect. For you, though, Kev, uh, did you see any of your teammates, and did you feel like a leper as you were around them? It's not worth talking about. Yes, is the answer to your question, but you already knew that. And I do feel like a leper. That's why it's like, I just, I have to stay away. I'm not somebody that can go to the gym with an injury and just kind of hang out. I'll find a way to get back in and be like, I'm going to just, I'm just going to do one. I'm just going to roll once. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be no problem. I'm not that guy. I don't have the restraint. So I just stay the <laughs> fuck away. I can I just work some neon belly? Cause I'm not really. <laughs> Because no one can put their knee on my chest because it's highly congested. So if we could just work the reverse. Uh, So I guess I also have two additional shout outs. First off, Lisa Marie for that Ryan Gosling tweet. Um, I do feel like every day Ryan and I get closer to looking like doppelgangers. And I really wish he'd quit mimicking my look. It's the dumbest thing. Like, I gave you a compliment once. That was like, oh no, Kevin thinks he looks like Ryan Gosling. And it has never stopped. And I don't think I look like Ryan Gosling. Lisa no, Marie I know. thinks I look like Ryan Gosling. Here's the thing. And I trust her opinion. You didn't have that thought in your head in the least. And like, <laughs> you're running with it in a way that's like not healthy to take outside the confines of this safe zone. Because if you take it outside of here, people are going to be way worse to you than I am. Yeah, you do live in L.A. where everyone's pretty. I get that. You got to be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. Also, to Carl Penn doing some serious meme work for us over there. Is, uh, and just a nice promoter of the podcast. So we appreciate yep. all that. That's going to do it for me, Rafa Sparza. Oh, God. I got a few. <clears throat> it was a busy week. <laughs> it was... Uh, we were in was- Vegas. Oh fuck yeah! You were in Vegas. It was uh, it was a good time. I got to see some old friends. So it was also crew. your birthday. Yeah, yeah, it was. You're so cool uh, about it. Happy birthday! Thank you. On air. and Kevin put up a, a very nice post about it, which was uh, very sweet. Uh, I, what was your phrasing that you used? That the podcast wouldn't exist without you. Oh no, the, not that one. I'm not. I'm it? not being that big of a dick. What's the other one you used? Um, on Twitter, the one that you put up was just. To Rafa Sparza, may all of your chokes come true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the forward, may all of your chokes. I just was looking at it, and it just, it destroyed me. <laughs> so I, I, it. And it I was weird because I did, at training that day, pull off a choke, and I was like, they did! <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I was it's, excited to come back and tell you that. Captain of the pun ship. I'm glad we get to do that on air. This is all we have not had this conversation. We did, so I'm, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> the overlapping discussion between the two of us is like us as like schoolgirls not rehearsing any of this. So you're welcome, <laughs> audience. Uh but no, that was very nice. And yes, I, I did have a birthday. But I also was there for one of my buddy's birthdays who was just turning thirty. I had to Andrew Kudla, happy birthday to my good friends Blake, Dan, um, Good time hanging out with you guys. Matt, it was great to see you. And uh, we had a surprise come in, so to Betsy McCann, uh, who's, by the way, just being like, man, you're you're doing work with Kevin. He's smart. And I'm like, don't say that. <laughs> but let's, let's immediately put that off the table. And she goes, well, not at, like, things. Yeah, good said, caveat. Okay, much better. <laughs> uh, so Betsy McCann sends her love uh, over to us. And uh, 
my God, it was it was a good time, and and I think we made the most of it. But I didn't um, know you were going with speech people. That sounds amazing. Yeah, <clears throat> it is weird to go and uh, do Vegas after, um, you know, getting older, but yeah. with the same people you drank with in college. Because that is at weird. somewhere around eleven, you start to realize all the bad decisions that are going to happen, and that you're just you're pot committed, powerless. So yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, but uh, I want to thank uh, my fiance who planned some very nice surprises for me as well. And uh, one of which was we actually uh, went to go get a massage. And Kev, you know how I told you last time I thought I was being put into a Kimura of some sort? Yes. Yes. This time, and this is how you can tell. They're just like, they always do this weird whisper in your ear. And it's like the weirdest thing in the world. It's just like, okay, right now. I want you to breathe out one long breath. And I'm like, okay, no problem. And then they just like move both of my arms. And I swear (laughs) to God, Kev, like both of my arms are just extended out. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is Spider Guard. No, you relax. (laughs) Get me out of Spider Guard. No, no. Hey, exit. How do I exit Spider Guard? And uh, I immediately start having bad flashbacks to that. So that was a lot of fun. And, And my uh, my fiance now has become really good at me being like, "Well, babe, this time I thought I was in Spider Guard." She goes, "Well, that'll happen." <laughs> so I want to thank them. I also want to thank the good folks over at Sergio Pena's. Uh, I got to go train over there while in Vegas. Jesus Christ, Kev, there. Ooh, I feel your pain on wrist locks now. Oh, you got some wrist lock action. I well, we got to run it and drill it and uh, a lot. Like a lot of the lesson, it wasn't dependent on wrist locks, but there were just so many that they were showing and, and at such a fast rate. And Sergio Pena is an amazing, amazing teacher. And just learning the ease in which he's pulling off his wrist locks, as I was just like, I'm trying to piece together three and you just showed us 20. <sighs> uh, so that was that was very, very cool. Uh, so all the people Paul I got to roll with. Out, and, right? and, yes, Paul. Although who was that there? Oh, of course. Paul from Open Mat Radio. Wouldn't you know? Paul, for some reason, wasn't there. Interesting. Would you say he's scared of me? I I think I'm not. I'm not saying that. The facts are saying that. Raph, the facts are screaming that. (laughs) And then on my birthday, actually, I went to go to a Rafael Lovato Jr. seminar. Friend of the podcast, Rafael Lovato. I've heard of him. Yeah, you know he's not bad. The other Rafael. (laughs) <laughs> the other Raphael. And uh, as the jujitsu world refers to him. Yes. Obviously. I gave him some mess for all of the people who were obviously talking to him at Worlds, but whenever the two of us were in the same vicinity, how embarrassing that is for me. <laughs> uh, you guys can see all of that and more. We filmed a, a, a really cool interview and we got him to touch on some stuff, maybe even his foray into MMA among other topics. Uh, so look for that going up on verbaltapcast.com. Very, very soon. And then also, um, I wanted to say thanks not only to the good people over at Cobra Kai, uh, you know, Simgo, who was amazing, but all the great people I trained with this week over in Vegas. I will say there were so many people just so nice and uh, really, as I was filming stuff, would walk me through uh, some of the stuff that I was not able to see all the like small details with so uh, amazing people at both Sergio Peñas and Cobra Kai thank you guys for making me 
get in the mode of training while I was away from my home. And I also want to give a big shout out to our good pal, Marshall Carper, Kev. Uh, got to see Karshal, if you would. He I started recording his video with her, him and Karis, actually. Did you really? Yeah, no shit. I've got footage. Yeah. Oh, him and Karis are amazing. And uh, we actually got some time to just shoot the shit. And it just so happened he was in town that I was. Uh, and we just we, we had a good time. So to them, we want to say thank you guys. Come back out to Vegas very, very soon because we'd love to see you there again. But uh, with all of that, like I said, man, it was a good week. So thank you to you and, again, to my fiancé who did nothing but wonderful Kelly. little uh, great things for my birthday. And that's it. I'm done. Uh, aren't you just maybe forgetting one place? What am I forgetting, Kev? The Mac! <laughs> I could be, but let's also shout out our good friend, <laughs> Pam, who just walked away with her blue belt this week and uh, Pam is one of the best people that you get to roll with so to her and everybody who got promotions this week such amazing stuff uh, and was so proud of you guys wish I was actually there to see everything happen and take place but uh, I was following along furiously and congratulating as many people as I could from my dying cell phone all weekend (laughs) all weekend that'll happen when you're living it up in Vegas with your old college cronies you sinner. That's going to... I'm super jealous. <laughs> every, oh, every time you're in Vegas. Let's be clear. I can't even hide it. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight.